Martin. Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Welcome to the final chapter of PWR History Rundown. This has been a long journey, John. Hi, my name is Martin. And yes, as I said, this is my co-host, John. Hey, guys. <sighs> How are you doing? Man, it's been a long stretch. We yeah. started from what? PWR Vendetta. Vendetta, yes. 2015. Yes. All the way to the second, the second I Academy event. And that is PWR Terminus 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the event, you, you remember we tried to interview a couple of wrestlers. Oh, right, right. Uh, Rhetoric Mahaba and. Yeah, because the first time, the first uh, I Academy event, we interviewed Idol. And Bombay. And Bombay Suarez, yeah. yeah. This time we had Redrick Mahaba and, and future champion. Yes. Uh, Ralph Mahabayashi, yes. Uh, yeah, we uh, interviewed him on the side. Uh, the arena was still empty. We were still practicing. I remember that one, yeah. yeah. It was kind of nice. Um, yeah. And on this segment, I'd like to apologize to Ralph because our audio file was kind of corrupted. I tried to. Actually, that was the next episode before this one. Yes. Because we released Mahaba. Yeah. I was supposed to release him Obayashi's. Yeah. But both files got screwed up. I blame LG. My LG cell phone. <laughs> but uh, Mahaba's file was fine. Yeah. Right. Fortunately. Uh, but yeah. We couldn't get two out of two. Right. right. So. Uh, Sorry, Ralph. Yeah. But shit, man. If you want to check out our interview with Ralph and Mubayashi, uh it's in the... Uh, that famous website that talks about metropolitanmanila.com, we will put it on the links below, as usual. If we remember. If not, hey, let's uh, move forward right now and talk about the matches. Hey, just like before, there's a pre-show. Yeah, yeah, there's a pre-show. Uh, started out with, I think it was Machine versus Trabado. I think it was Machine's debut. I think so. Or was... Wait, his, I think it was his wrestling debut, yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. 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 It was Machine versus Nintendo. That was his debut, right? This yeah. was the one where... Was this the one where he buried the Trabajadores? Or was that in the next PWR? No, this was the one. All right. And this is the first time that we heard about the Trabajadores having mic time. Because they were talking about El Trabajadores, right? Mm. Not Los Trabajadores yet. Yeah, the bad grammar, spa- bad Spanish grammar, El Trabajadores. <laughs> I take it they sucked at Spanish more than I did. Yeah. So, um. Because they wanted to say the L. Two L's. Two L's make a W? It's true. Yeah. Try, let's try doing it right now. So, I'm describing it right now. I'm putting two L's and forming it into a W. Yeah, but you had to flip one L. Yeah, so that's kind of <laughs> cheating, yeah. guys. You can't flip an L and make it a W just to make it a W. Yeah. But hey, someone had a W. It yeah. was the machine. Well, yeah. yeah. The jobbers have proven to be very jobbery that night. And the patron saints of Jobber Talk laid down for the machine. Our spirit animals. Yes. Uh, may you continue doing your job well. <laughs> Keep jobbing. Uh, 
We're not even talking about the Secret Council of Trabajadores. Oh, well, that's, I think, for Chapter, a later date. Yeah, Volume and, 2. And I think I missed out on that one. How was the Sopalado show this time? Because the first one, it was... You you heard yeah. my opinion about the last one. It was... It was well, uncomfortable. The, well, the pro- well, the problem with the, the Sopalado show, I mean, it didn't even... It didn't really improve that much here. Uh, the problem was the host sounded like he barely wanted to be there. Like, yeah, I don't think he un- really understood wrestling or cared for it. It's like he was just there, probably as a favor to the general manager or, or someone. someone. I don't know. It, it just feels like he's bored and as the boredom becomes infectious. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the performer personally. Yeah. So we may or may not know if he's a real wrestling fan, but yeah. if you're an outsider, that's how it looks like. Yeah. I'm like, so why are you in the ring? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you here in the first place when Rhetoric freaking Mahaba can own you, can own the freaking segment any day of the week with the Mahaba, Mahabang Usapan? We'll talk about this. Yeah. We've been talking about this in the past three shows. I would have preferred Casey Montero. I mean, the guy at least acted like he was psyched to be there like he acted like it was a wrestling ring and he was at a wrestling show yeah. this guy acted like he was at a peria somewhere and his talent he barely covered his meals i mean i appreciated the mcs jokes yeah. the bathroom one yeah. the actually he was this was slightly better than the last Suplada show for um, me, slightly, slightly only because of the guests. I think. Yeah, yeah, because Tan C was steering the ship to the right direction. Yeah, and uh, Idol, of course, you know, yeah, I will always get a pop because he's Idol. Yeah, I mean, he's really good at what yeah. he does. Yeah, I mean, back to Stan, right? The first mm-hmm. guest, he explained his absence in last show PWR Live. Why was he absent? Because he went to Malaysia, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about this in the next few minutes. Yes. M Y P W Malaysian Professional Wrestling yeah. Championship. And what did our host try to push there? So, mas mapangit pa ba ang the people of this country to our country? Why would you push that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, big props to Mr. C for steering that segment to the right direction. Yeah, it's, it's like a much slighter version than the... Yeah, I think that, the, that last time uh, Michelle McCool was here and that local I think it was a DJ oh yeah the, her boobs were real yeah <laughs> yeah that was it, it was that was oh, yeah, it, it, it's very typical Filipino host humor again it, it was it, it's like the guy was at the peria in some far-flung province and the talent he was getting was barely adequate to feed him so he's like bored and perfunctory yeah and, and again we'd like to give a disclaimer personally outsidering guy's pretty awesome yeah, okay yeah. but when you're putting out that product right there yeah. in the ring, that just was, come on. Yeah. Uh, although I don't blame him. If, yeah, yeah. If he's really if not he's really yeah. not, If he's really not his thing, uh, really falls more on the management for deciding to put him there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you can have a great actor, like, who's the guy from Godfather? The Godfather? Which one? Uh, Marlon Brando? Yeah. Al Pacino? Yeah, Marlon Brando. Like, you can pay Marlon Brando to be in a show. But if he's not interested in the, in that one, he'll have a very uninterested boom, 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 bang, bang, bang. And then <laughs> why put him there when yeah. he's not going to give you gold? He's not going to give you the passion he has. Yes, yes. And you can have the best guy out there in that segment. 
but if he hates it, it's gonna bomb. Yeah. Unless, of course, he can do magic. Some people can still do magic and, like, yeah. he can fake it till he makes it. Yeah. Not this segment. Now let's go to the best part of the segment. Which one? The network. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, the network came out uh, and interrupted Stancy, and Stancy reacts with the proper indignation. Yes. And I thought, uh, finally, uh, somebody interesting steps into the ring. <laughs> like, it's like hashtag thank you idol. <laughs> yes, yes. Speaking of idols, uh, we'd also like to take this opportunity to thank Greg Rodriguez and MGT Sound and Score for our studio for this episode. Yes, uh, very uh, professional uh, room right now. You can't see it, sadly. Yeah, it's very dark. So, what is Idol Idol's plan when he will win the Path of Gold tournament? Well, I think it was just gonna throw people at. Uh, his opponent because he has so many downlines. No, aside from that, that's the strategy. Mm-hmm. The spoiler alert, right? <laughs> right. Right. Well, his plan was he'll just give it away or that's maybe just sell it. sell it. Right. And yeah. how did Mister C react? Yeah, he lost his mind. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess it it falls within character. It's yeah. a stroke of genius that and sounds like something he would actually do. Yeah. And this is like. My favorite part of the segment, the interaction between Mr. C and the network. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and as always, it is, it is Idol who carries these things. Uh, because yeah, this, is, this is a PWR thing, right? Uh, the villains or the heels tend to have more personality than their, than their faces. Uh, it's, not, it's not just a PWR thing, I suppose. I mean, it's a very uh, modern phenomenon. Uh, uh, it's usually the heel who's allowed to be honest. It's the heel who's allowed to have pipe bombs and to bring the personality. So uh, in this case, yeah, being the heel, Idol usually carries these, these interactions because there's a stancy just being a face general manager. That has to be fairly vanilla. Like yeah. he, yeah, he has to limit himself there yeah. to react. Yes, yes. And he... For me, he plays as a perfect yeah, he, foil. Yeah, he he works as a works. foil. Yeah, but at, at, my point is that in interactions like these, it's always the heel who carries it. Yeah. yeah. yeah this this would never have worked if uh, Idol was not as good as he is, or isn't yeah. as good as he is. So, this is what I was saying. Like, this is what made this Suplado Show edition better than the last one. Yeah, yeah. Because it had the perfect mix of guests. Yes, uh, and and the guy would dominate airtime away from the from uh-huh. from the board host yeah which was good in a way so yeah. again hashtag thank you idol yes thank you idol all right. wait this is not a mix episode right. we don't need to do chance yeah. right. <laughs> so yeah let's go to the now we finally have a video package thanks to i academy right the terminus i can't remember it wait because... wait, wait who did who made the video package was it I think the fine students of iAcademy. Oh, right. oh, right. Because right. some of them are part of PWR. Oh, right, right. I think one of the owners went to iAcademy, right? Yeah, and was current at that time was still, you know. Studying there, studying right, there. So right. This is like a stroke of genius. Yep. Like, good move and mm-hmm. everything. And yeah, like we talked about the previous episode or chapter, a big upgrade ring-wise, area-wise. Yep. Air conditioning, internet, right. Yeah, air conditioning and internet in a wrestling show. What more could you ask? Yes. 
Yeah. The aircon was fine. The internet was leached, but leached. everything worked. Works. So uh, no complaints. Oh, the I Academy era spoiled everybody. And uh, <laughs> the bathrooms were good. Yeah. Bathrooms very good. Yeah. <sighs> Although I was, I think the venues they've been using off of late, uh, as of this time in 2016, December 2016, the, the most recent venues they've been using were, were better because oh, yeah. Academy is... It had its limitations, but at this point, you're just glad it wasn't Makati Cinema Square. I still miss it, though. Then, for me, what I missed most was the spirit of MCS. Yes. And we'll get to that, like, as we get along here, because I think the main event would have had an awesomer reaction if it was an MCS. Yeah, mostly because some people would be drunk. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean... Right? Yes. It was just, yeah. It was a more active audience, a broader audience too, because it, it wasn't necessarily your B, C audience. Oh, yeah. Or and lower A. It was everybody. It was a lot of different people who could afford to see it. Yeah. And one of the best parts of iAcademy, though, is the venue, right? The video packages that we have been seeing. Yes, yes. They were now video packages. It looked like a... Yeah. Opening video of Terminus yeah. and then the opening segment where Bombay had a promo. He will, uh, what, dominate and, well, the certain guarantee of killing bitches in well, the tenth of Yeah, that's his thing. That's right? his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> Bombay doing Bombay things. Yeah. That that guy actually was the exception. That that he was a face, but he had a lot of personality. Yeah, it was him and mayhem. Everybody else feels vanilla at this point. Yeah, Yeah. I mean we have yet to see the the edginess. Yeah, surprisingly even Mahaba. uh, I don't know what what his alignment was supposed to be, but at this point, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he would have made a colorful villain, but as a as a face, he's kind of. Maybe this is why they resorted to, to uh, stereotypes to enhance their the personalities of their faces. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, even even Mahaba strikes me as kind of vanilla. I mean, all the sex talk is there, but suddenly he veers into politically correct, uh, to something polit- more politically correct and safe, and suddenly it's like, oh, okay, so all right, all right. Anyway, uh. Um, so okay. this is we're talking about Mahaba. Um, uh, we're talking about the video the packages. Video packages. So yeah. they were drawing their numbers. The first ones were like JDL. JDL, yeah. He says, "Does not matter what he." Yeah, he drew. What he drew a fairly good number. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. he he came in third. Third, I think. Or. Third, right? Third. Yeah, but I don't think it's a fairly good number because you know who the first two will be later. Although, yeah, at that point, though, we were seeing him first. Yeah. So three, ah, it's not so bad. Yeah, not so right? bad. Yeah. I mean, it might be trouble how Uno and Dos who start. Who start, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a who very knows? banged up, what? Uh, so Sandata was Sandata, injured, I think. I think yeah. he was injured, yeah. Like going into the match is like, oh, come on. Look, if Sandata's number one, yeah. Yeah. Number two or number one uh-huh. is going to wait for JDL to kick his ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But speaking of kicking asses in JDL, we had the royal flush of John Sebastian and Main Max taking on Mr. De Leon himself and Bombay freaking Suarez. Yes. Uh, this uh, tag team, it was a really great match. Uh, uh, 
most likely because all the performers were good. Uh, Sebastian is always a character in Ring. Yeah. Then there's Bombi Suarez, who I haven't seen in a while, actually. Well, yeah. Yes, of this recording, like. Yeah, December 2016. It's been a while since I've seen Bombay Suarez. Last time we saw him, he was kicking ass and, you know, selling burgers at the same yes, time. Right? Yeah, that the was... burgers. That was the last time I saw oh, him. Oh, man. I still miss that burger. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we hope he's doing well in his yes. new business. Yes. Is it, I, I heard it has to do. Two with food, so yeah, it's pretty. Oh, if it has to do with food, those burgers or any indication, he's gonna do well. He's yeah. gonna do awesome, man. But speaking of awesome, he was doing awesome here in the stag team match yes. because they were uh, trying to get even mm-hmm. with the Royal Flush. Because the last event, Royal Flush was like, Dead Man's Hand here, Dead Man's Hand to you, mm-hmm. Dead Man's Hand to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but and, here, yeah. yeah, they got their win back yeah. and they got their mojo back. And uh, it was, I guess, sort of foreshadowing about how things were going to turn out. Mm. Like, uh, the dark horse to win the match of yeah. the Battle of Gold would be either JDL mm. or Bombay. Bombay, yeah. yeah. And before the match, we had uh, the usual uh, Royal Flush promo. Mm. Yeah. So, for those of you and the cards who don't oh, know, no. you should know. Wait. This is not sing along with Brian Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this was, this was classic. Classical Brian, Brian Leo. Leo, yeah. Uh, the guy really knew how to work a crowd. Yeah. Uh, and at this night, he worked the crowd so well, but we will get to that in the main event. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that was a product of him working the crowd well. It was just the crowd person. Yeah. yeah. No, mostly because if you're talking about uh, the the slur hurled at him, you had to know that. Uh, he was a because he he's portraying himself as essentially as a first world guy, right? Yeah. The and the first world guy that immediately comes to mind is like American in the Filipino mindset. Like you had to know uh, where he really came from, so non kayfabe to be able to hurl the slur at him. Oh. Yeah. So it's not a product of him working the crowd. It was this this person was smart, being a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Decided to be a jerk that night. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the main <laughs> event, but. We promise you we will not go into a long tirade about yeah. that. Our okay. friends have done that. And if you know who you are and if you're listening to this podcast, you better not hurl another insult. Because yeah. come on, man. Yeah, just that's, just, that's low, man. Just, just make a meme or something. Yeah, make know? a meme. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it sucks, we'll just not like it. Yeah. Don't hurl an insult at live studio on a live one. Yeah, yeah. Show, just, just, just make a meme or something. Just get it out of your system. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking out of our system, man. Yeah. Um, the next people who had to draw a number was the recently losing Royal Flush. So yes. they already had a string of bad luck. Brian Leo's getting interrupted. Main Max and John Sebastian just lost to yeah. Bombay and JDL. Yeah. And while Main Max was trying to draw a number, his hand got stuck in the mug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah, Main Max was still seen as a like half a comedy act, half serious. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, they did draw bad numbers. They drew one and two. Oh, you just spoiled it, John. <laughs> just, we were okay. already headed there. Anyway. Yeah, we're we, we, were already, there. we were already headed there. <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything. I'm moving it along. Yeah, moving the <laughs> <Yeah>. narrative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, yeah, that's what's going to happen. If you thought that was bad, the mug thing, yeah. they're getting one and two. <laughs> yes. 
And speaking of former ones and twos, we're going to who's Shawn Michaels and who's Marty Janetti of the Dual Shock, because mm. the next match was Peter versus versus Sandata. Yeah, and that didn't end very well, at least for Sandata. Yeah, uh, for the fans too, because I don't think they got a match, but I suppose it yeah. helped narratively to uh, explain what's going to explain gonna the animosity between uh, mm. Peter versus and Sandata. I mean, what happened, John? Uh, as Sandata, pre-Dix out Sandata era. Yeah, pre-short Sandata. Yeah. yeah. Came out to the ringside. Who attacked him? Uh, it was a guy in a mask. We revealed it was Tito Joey. Before Tito Joey was cool. Yeah, before <laughs> Tito Joey was a Tito Joey. When, yeah. he still, uh, when he was still mini Rusev. Yeah, yeah, when he was still fighting and to get hired. Yes. And he was hired. He was hired. He was by hired. Peter the V. Yeah, Peter Versoza handed him a wad of cash, then came in, hit the and the P degree. Yeah, P degree. And yeah. you thought he was gonna ask for the bell to be rang for him to pin. No, but what he happened? Just, he just walked out. He just walked out. I think he's just used to walking out on Sandata after laying him out. Yeah, yeah, just all right. Fine. I mean, like, okay, P degree, you, I gotta go. Oh uh, God, you lost the match for our team. I gotta go. He didn't even. <laughs> It was a one-on-one between the two of them, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know why he didn't even just pin him and get a win just, or something. Yeah, man. This is just the... <laughs> hit you with the finisher, then what, mic drop? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care enough for you to even pin you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, just wash away. Just wash away. <laughs> like he's like trying to establish, no, you're the Marty. Bye. You're the Well, I mean Well, not anymore if we're fast forwarding it to December 2016. Well, to be to be fair, yeah, I mean, that even even now with that, even even now December 2016, Sandata's getting a push. He's getting over. He's getting over. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, at least in terms of the sort of charisma they bring, nah, uh, Peter Vissard is still the Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he just needs to be unmasked. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's a that's the problem with wearing a mask. You usually, always have to let. The action, the uh, speak louder. The, the moves speak louder because you're generally you're not talking. I mean, Rey Mysterio talking a lot was more of an exception than the rule when it comes to luchadors with masks. Um, uh, Sandata does have promo time, but it with the mask design is like yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Even Kalisto, I think uh, I never really was a fan of Kalisto's promos, yeah. and the, the mask thing really inhibits because. Communication is, especially when you're doing it orally, when you're talking, communication is only 10% words. The rest of the 90% is gestures, facial expressions. Yeah. And you can't see that with a mask on. So it's like the problem here is you're going to do more theatrical. It's, yes. it's like theater. Yes, it's right? like theater. So you're wearing a mask. You should have to let your moves do the talking for you. The problem with Sandata is that he doesn't really have a lot of flashy, high-flying moves. For a, a guy who's, you know, uh, wearing a luchador costume, he's fairly grounded. You know, he uses a very, he's, a more, he's st- more of a technical wrestler. Yeah, st- striking grappling. He has the occasional high flying move, but it's not the cream or the core of his repertoire. But I think that's the problem. Yeah. Um, most of the audience would expect him because he has the mask. Yeah. But like, hey, you're the mask guy. Yeah, he, he rests. Why are you going technical on me? Yeah. Fly, yeah. So now, there guess, are there are luchadors who are technical. Yeah. The um, problem is the general audience might be spoiled into thinking if you have a mask, you gotta fly. 
Yeah, but here's here's the thing. Uh, a, a luchador who wrestles technically only works if he's against another luchador who's also high flying because now the contrast of styles work. Okay. If it's a luchador and a non luchador and they both have the same style, uh, the guy who can talk without a mask always has a an advantage. Right. It's a charisma okay. advantage. Yeah. So yeah, this is spoiling volume two, but. It's already Chino versus Sandata right now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let, let's yeah. go back to... Let's go back to 2015. 2015 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what happened next is uh, we have another... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I let you... We didn't talk about the commentators here because I let you watch yeah. the YouTube video. So yeah, Sandata right, yeah. versus Versosa and uh, the Suplada show. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... I'm going to be gentle. Be honest. Uh, it was just... Well, the commentators are just... I don't know. I would have preferred to listen to the people chanting, chanting in Heckler's Row, to be honest. The, the commentators were bad. They were kind of generic. They sound the same. Uh, two very similar accents talking about the similar things. Only one guy's mad about something and the other guy's praising something. And the timing of their commentary is often botched or is often uh, weirdly placed. Okay. They keep waiting for pauses. And by the time the pause comes, whatever they had to say was already irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, it just sound so boring. Like when you're doing commentary, part of the, Commentary doing commentary is like being the hype man in a in a in a club. Mm-hmm. You have to raise the temperature for the people viewing at home. You are background music. You're like part of the score, and if your interjections are just really really bland, and you both sound the same, nothing's gonna happen. You you cease being enhancement, and you just become noise. Uh, I don't know. It's a bit. Maybe it's also the audio equipment a bit. Uh, it's not seamless with the video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You. It feels like it's superimposed. Okay. Uh, but the bigger problem really are the commentators more than the equipment. So not just this can be fixed by pro, post prod. You guys, that's I know you guys got comments here right now at live show, right? Yeah. Let's go in the studio. Let's add some more. It's not yeah. that. Because if it was that, yeah, they could have fixed it post-prod. Yeah, actually. Just since the how how uh, how instantaneous is the upload. I mean, the upload immediately after the show. You just film the entire show and get layer over the commentary later. Uh, in any case, these are all production tactics. Uh, that, But the bigger issue really was that the commentators... Uh, they knew wrestling, but they weren't calling out any moves. The, what they were doing was not enhancing the action inside. Uh, they were, uh, yeah, they were just. It, it's as if I was sitting, uh, in second row and just listening to a bunch of guys talking in first row. You know. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just noise. But yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I give props to them for thinking of at least having the commentators. Yes. Maybe true time because here's the problem, guys. 
we have only watched the uploaded version of this event, mm-hmm. not the events prior or the events after. Mm-hmm. So there may or may not have been progression of the commentator team on mm-hmm. how they do their styles, how they do their commentary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a very, very limited sample size we got mm-hmm. from Terminus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if maybe this is just a plea to the board. Do they still have we, commentators? I know, because recent events, I haven't seen a commentators table. But right. during the iAcademy era of but 2016, I, there was. I don't know if they're going to release that. I don't think they really need to have commentators. Okay. To be honest, commentators are a necessity only if you're doing TV. TV. And yeah. I think they understood that because recently, you yeah, didn't see yeah, them. you don't really need okay. them. Uh, the stu- the live audience will be your follow on their own. Yeah. You know? They don't need a commentator to lead them through the emotional paces of a match because they're already there. Uh, it's more for TV. Yeah. So I think uh, moving forward without the commentators table, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only time you can justify really investing in proper commentators is if you have a TV deal. Okay. I had to admit, I liked certain parts. Mm. Like, remember the Joey Bax attack on Sandata? Yeah. Oh, God, is this a superhero versus superhero match? Really? I thought that was kind of... It was kind of... Come on, I kind of like that. And then uh, the Kiko guy, the... The supposedly face commentator, right? Yeah. As I say, something else would be done. Like, ah, oh, dude, he's trying to pull Michael Cole. That's cute. <laughs> like, okay, I, I get this vibe. Uh, one's trying to be the bad guy, the other's trying to be the good guy. And GM says, like, relax, guys. <laughs> All right. They right. got this. But yeah, um, maybe if we get more samples, we can see if it progresses <laughs> or is it like, I think. We understand why there's no more commentators table, yeah. either production-wise or venue-wise. Because 2015, it was either MCS or iAcademy, right? Yep. 2016, it was all over the damn place. Yeah, yeah. There was there were a lot of different venues. Yeah, which didn't call for tables. Yes, yes. I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. They don't, they don't really yeah. need commentators at this point in time. I mean, at this point, when I saw the commentator's table as early as, what, Vendetta? Well, there was Vendetta, right? I think so. Yeah. In MCS. Yeah. I remember Bombay getting his uh, alcohol bottle there for yeah, the flaming yeah. head thing. Right. But yeah, yeah um, I admire the move. Mm-hmm. I was like saying, oh, they're trying to make it professional. If it has a TV deal right now, awesome. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a live show, yeah. I think they made the move. They made a good move, as you said, that we don't need no tables. Let's just give them a damn good show. And they keep on doing so anyway. I wonder if that really was in anticipation of a potential TV deal, TV deal or a, a streaming deal. Yeah, I think so. Remember uh, that time uh, when before uh, they moved to iAcademy? Uh, so the, the, the Mexican guy? The GPN Mexican player? investor? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's the one. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's why they tried uh, putting commentators there. Which is understandable. Mm. So to add for the, for the streaming, streaming viewing yeah. audience. Yeah. Which was, we were looking forward to that. Right? Mm-hmm. So because like months ago before when the, uh, Terminus, they sh- struck a TV deal before they moved to iAcademy. Oh, well, they struck a deal with that one, the GPN Live. I yeah, think. yeah. I think it's more of a streaming deal than a TV deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, back to another match. This time it's a hair versus mask match. So another mask man, the Apocalypse mm. versus Mark Di Manalo. <sighs> 50 Shades chance. Yeah. <laughs> 50 Shades chance. And uh, when was the last time Apocalypse lost one-on-one? Um, at this point, just Renaissance. But before mm. that, I Academy, the debut, he kicked Nintendo's butt. He uh, he mostly win. I, but then, this match had very little suspense for me. Like you know, it was apocalypse. Yeah. When I start, when it started, I knew apocalypse was gonna win. Yeah, you have to admit, uh, Mark Diamanala had a slightly fighting chance if Kanto Terror was there. Yeah, yeah. But Kanto Terror was still injured with yeah. his eye because of the apocalypse. Yes. How that fiend? Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks to him, he delayed the debut. Of I Academy version of Canto Terror. Oh yeah, the straight edge version, the yeah. one that doesn't drink. Because I Academy. Yes. <laughs> well, and uh, well, at least here it, it makes sense narrative wise because yeah. Mark Di Manalo is trying to avenge his friend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when, when this match was made, it's like uh, there's oh, no shit. way Bachelors yeah. was losing this yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, but I was like saying, why would you beat up Mark Di Manalo more? <laughs> It's just sadistic, I guess. Yeah. The character is just supposed to be sadistic. He doesn't deserve a beating. Yeah. After beating. After beating. But then he lost his hair. God damn. And then John Sebastian just tried to join in the fun and shave Mark Dimonado's head mm-hmm. off as well. A uh, hair off as well. Yeah. Which, you know, sowed seeds for the early 2016 feud of Mark Dimonado versus John Sebastian. Yes. Yeah. And. And uh, yeah, I think it's Mark Dimanada and Friends. Yeah, versus versus uh, Flush. Yeah, but the, the the rump of the Flush, the yeah. remnant, <laughs> the remnant Flush. Yeah. But speaking of John Sebastian, he was trying to make a bad thing into a good thing. The problem was, the bad thing came back again because he drew number one in the Path of Gold tournament. Yes. And who was his? Uh, he was so primed. He was saying, "Now, I don't care." Who you put here in this match for number two? Because I'm going to kick his ass. Now, number two, come out here and I'm going to kick your ass. Who's number two? Uh, main Max. His, yeah. part, his tag team partner. <laughs> Comes up and just poke. Gets yeah. poked. And, and before that, they were like jaw jagging each other. And the ch- crowds yeah. were saying, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on the crowd because it was awkward for them. Yeah. They were yeah. like... <laughs> Playing yeah. around until number three came up in the form of JDL. Yes. And that's where the real match happened. Yep. Uh, two on one beat down. And then Mahaba came into even the score. Yeah. And uh, pre-Royal Flush, Peter Versace just came in and tried to attack anyone that moved. Yes. And number six, uh, let's go through this. Six was Bombay. Seven yep. was uh, slightly damaged up Sandata. Yeah. Let's go to the best part. Number eight. Well, the, the network. The network, yes. He sent, I do. <laughs> he sent his goons forward. So it was... Uh, um, Who was that? It's, From it's the roster, you see Chino. Yeah, I think but, it was just Chino's debut. And the commentators were even calling him by his pre-Chino name. Hey, isn't that Lynch? You know, the guy who got beaten up by uh, by the machine and an event ago? <laughs> oh, that was, is that what his name used to be, Lynch? Yeah, he used his real name before. His real name is Lynch? Yeah, part of his real name, I think. 
wait, we're going down kayfabe. Yeah, uh, part of his real name. I'm right? sorry, that was real name. So yeah, um, he he actually had some offense against Sandata in this mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. So wow, as an epic foreshadowing of Chino versus Sandata. Before, One year in the making. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a year in the making. <laughs> so kudos to PWR for like seeing that. <laughs> anyway, uh, God, it was it was. You knew okay, yeah. the downlines were not gonna beat up everyone there. They yeah, were gonna get they, beaten now. This was still <laughs> they got uh, fed. Yeah, this is still the height of a of a idolist comedy jobber. <laughs> yeah, before they realized that he was probably their best heel on the roster right now, especially with Brian the Yogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. He was still the he was still the funny uh, funny villain. Oh man, oh yeah. gosh, and then. Yeah, the last of the downlines was Bruno Bernardo, who yes. had to get nut shot and mm. then killed shot by Sebastian. Mm-hmm. To get yeah. out. And now let's go to the confusing part. The first elimination apparently was Sandata. And we were like, wait, that happened? Yeah. yeah when did ha- that happen? Happened so fast. Was like, Come on, guys. I- it's like, you guys are not giving him a break this time. I couldn't, didn't even see who eliminated him. I heard it was main Max. Ah, maybe. Yeah, well, sounds plausible. Well, guys, we'll link up the YouTube. We're too lazy to watch it again. We just like in the live show when we watch it, like he got eliminated. Yeah. Jesus. What do you guys have against this guy? Yeah, yeah. He was sort of a. He was sort of like a pinata for for, uh, yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, until you know the awesome post right now so we're glad that's happening yes yes he freaking deserves this push. yes he deserves a push i mean after what he has been through for his first you know pre-breakup even break especially the breakup era yeah come yeah. on <laughs> pwr realizes two way more tag teams that it knew what to do with <laughs> yeah, like, you got this guy working <laughs> yeah give him some damn wins damn it <laughs> <laughs> They finally did. Uh, second elimination. Oh, sowing seeds again. Mm-hmm. The pay in by Ma- Idol to Mahaba. Idol defeats Rederick Mahaba. Mm-hmm. So his first two wins was against JDL and Rederick Mahaba. Yeah, against guys <laughs> bigger than him yeah. and more famous than him. more famous than him. <laughs> and then after that elimination, JDL pays him back with a, a leap and drop and eliminates mm-hmm. Idol. Yeah. There goes my pick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, fourth one was main Max because he was unable to yeah, unable to continue for some reason. I think yeah. he hit his face in a steel step or something. Yeah, or like like Bombay was. Yeah, I think it was Bombay. All right. Yeah. Right. Like on the outside attack. And Jesus, uh, what happened? Uh, Sebastian would be next, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Flush got thrown out. Flush got thrown out, and it was the final three was Peter Versoza, Bombay Suarez, and JDL. Mm-hmm. So if you were like, oh gosh, it's going to be final two, JDL, and Bombay again. Mm. Wrong. No, yeah. Peter Versosa. The foreshadowing the, uh, how they're going to use Versosa, Peter Versosa. Yeah. yeah. Versosa Bombay mini feud. Yeah. Yeah. Versosa one, Peter Greed, uh, Bombay. And then final two, PV versus, versus. JDL. Yeah. Well, at that point, you already knew that JDL was winning, yeah. But, wow, they really gave San... Oh, sorry, not Sandata. PV a fighting chance here. Yeah, yeah. And also because the last match the two had, 
I think it was I think they had the match prior to this. Was it in the PHX tournament or something? Oh, uh, Imabayashi. Oh wait, no, no, it's Imabayashi versus right? Yeah, but it proved how good. Yes, Versaza yes, was how good how... he was. And in the spot of gold tournament, you can see it. Like there was one spot early going, Northern Light suplex. Mm. He rolls back again, snap suplex to mm. his opponent. I mean, he. This is the point of which. Oh, this is why dual shot got split. Yeah, because Versaza can freaking work with anyone in the roster at yeah. that point. Th- th- I think that. it was also a general breaking up of the tag teams. Like, who's, which tag teams left? Stop other than the jobbers. Uh, at this point, actually yeah. just two. Uh, because you break up dual shot, right? Yeah. And at this point, Kanto Terror is injured. Yeah. So that's two teams down. Yep. And we have yet to say that after this event, Rosales will have a brief hiatus. Mm-hmm. So it was just fighters for hire. No, but Rosales, Rosales no longer de- uh, yeah. out there. Fighters for hire is not a tag team. But it's that's just not backs. Yeah. what we saw at this point yet. So yeah, yeah. we're still assuming fighters for hire and yep. trabajadores. Trabajadores. And royal flush because... But they're, they're stable. stable. Yeah. They're not really a tag real team. Real tag yeah. team. So it was just two at this point. Yeah. And they're going to correct that in the next few events. Yep. Because the network... Wait, no. It's stable. Yeah, yes, yeah, a stable, and I understand they don't have enough people on the roster really to, yeah. to use to do tag teams, so to at least make a viable tag team division. So I understand why they broke the most most of their tag teams up. So yeah, um, obviously JDL one, and of course, what title is gonna is he gonna pick PHX or the PWR title? No, the one he kept missing out on. Yeah, the big. The big one. The big one, man. Because he got robbed by Brian Leo. Yes. Ah, God. Yeah. Even in 2015, we forgot to mention Natita Dixie on PWR board by Brian Leo. Ah. Oh, fudge. We're spoiling that, aren't we? That's okay. Uh, That's okay. He got released a couple of days earlier. We're, We're recording this after the announcement of Leo's release, so... Yeah, it's still yeah, for us. It's, it's the end of an era. It's an end of yeah. a, officially an end of an era. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> well, Scarlet retired was an end of an era. Oh, Scarlet. <laughs> Scarlet. Well, yeah. if Rhetoric can move on, we can move on. We're trying to move on. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to uh, Chris Panzer taking on Miguel Rosales. Props to uh, Vic Emmanuel. Uh, as a heel commentator would finally say, Chris Pansy. Because, mm-hmm. hey, he's a heel commentator. Yeah. I have to admit, I like that. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure. He has to be the heel. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. It's sort of a, <laughs> it's a, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's just... It's fine. Message. It's his name. <laughs> it's Pansy. Oh, it sounds like Pansy. Pansy. Okay. okay. It's Chris Pansy. And yeah, this is like... Panzer, I get. No, actually, no. No, I mean, I don't mind Panzer. Panzer's fine as a representative for the Philippines. Well, yeah, that's. I, I get where the issue is now. Yeah, because he doesn't really look Filipino. Yeah. Uh, but remember, this is an era, not just for wrestling, but for the Philippines. Mm. There's the Azcals. There's the. Gilas. Yes, yes. We're using... We don't have pure breeds. Well, 
You don't have uh, pure. Let's not go all historical because I know what you're yeah. studying. <laughs> yeah, We're uh, gonna have a whole podcast episode about that. Like, yeah. So there's no native native-born Filipino. Yeah, it's like they're mostly they're usually half foreign nationality, a foreign ethnicity. Um, but yeah, I, I understand it. I understand uh, why because. Uh, this was also not too far removed from from Stan C getting in, indignant about the Efshinil Jose editorial. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that in a few chapters ago. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and I suppose it's just that it's just that yeah, the guy. This is the first time you're fielding Other uh, a representative to another promotion. Why? And you're fielding a guy who, you know, basically looks like a white guy. Uh, even the Ascals at first started fielding locals who grew up in our local farm system. Basketball, it took such a long time and amidst heavy resistance just to be able to field Filipino-American or Filipino Phil Ford and players. Not imports. We don't... Not imports, yeah. Yeah. Uh, FIBA rules, I don't think, allow... Oh, well, we, we're allowed imports, but imports are not are a restricted category. Yeah, and you have yeah. to naturalize them. Yeah. Right? yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, but beyond the the nationalist consideration, uh, I understand, though, why uh, they put Panzer up as a represent, mm-hmm. potential representative. He's, the guy's, the guy, he has the look. Hell yeah, he has yeah. the lady, right? Yeah. yeah. Panzer army, and he's one of the more over baby faces. Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah, because they don't make him talk. It just it works. No, no, no. Uh, it, they don't make him talk. So it, he, uh, it always comes across like he has the personality of a wet sponge. Uh-huh. Yeah, but if he can talk, I think, I think that would add a new dimension and would get him even more over. Because his overness right now is heavily reliant on the look. Hmm. Uh, his moves, not really anything special. And... Because he doesn't do promos, it really is mostly the look. So, but I understand why. Because the look, you can't teach the look. Uh, if you have the look? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the Roman Reigns lesson. You can't teach the look. And anyway. Uh, but the opponent they chose, at first on paper, was like, well, of course Spencer's going to win. But yeah. when you saw the match, like, this guy has a fighting chance well, to beat the sh- Avenger well, and win. <laughs> well, that's true because we we are already conditioned to see the fighters uh, for hire just fighters come for hire were really good. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy was mini Brock. Uh, yeah. So we already had the notion he was badass. I guess so it just to added to the suspense. But uh, yeah, it was always going to be either. But Panzer was always going to advance out of that yeah. one, and he was going to face Bombay. I think after. No, no, no. Um, they were on separate matches. Oh, yeah, they were on separate maybe. matches. All right, right, right. But we're going to spoil this, guys, because it's not going to be part of Volume 2. Yeah. It's going to be Panzer who wins this, right? Who yeah. Who wins this. Yeah. After eating Barangay Suplex. Yeah. Yeah, he still went through that, and it hurt <laughs> for him. <laughs> so he didn't escape that. <laughs> but yeah. He has to take his uh, red yeah. badge of courage. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so he won, but he lost to the match in my PW to the eventual champion, which is good because um, it shows that 
hey, we're giving you I know, but come on. We're gonna put our guy over. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's understandable. Tanger had a good fighting chance there. Yeah. Wait, th- th- was it didn't Bombay bring home a Malaysian title? Yeah, yeah, the hardcore title. Yeah. So yeah, the spoiler was Panzer lost his match and Bombay he won the hardcore title. And at that point he became the PHX champion and the hardcore champion yes. at that time. Yes. That was awesome. Yes, that was an awesome year. Like I mean, double ti- double belt Bombay. Yeah, Bombay is one of their best performers and he deserved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's our spoilers for Volume 2 because we're not going to talk about that yeah. until those events. Yeah. So if you want to skip that, you can just talk here. Mm. Well, you already heard us talk about that in the, the, the what, the day or two after the events before? <laughs> yeah. When we were reviewing. Yeah, when we reviewed it, yeah. Was that a good pick on Panzer representing Malaysia? Malaysia? You mean representing uh, us? Representing yeah. us for Malaysia. In Malaysia. In Malaysia. Yeah, in Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Yes. And now, let's go to the main event. Okay. It's Ralphie Mabayashi versus classical Brian Leo. And now let's talk about that crowd spot when he was talking mid-sentence. Mm-hmm. So, is it okay for us to say the term? I mean, come on. It's not It's not like it's a bad word. Okay. Uh, someone from the crowd shouted ISIS. And yeah. he called attention to it. Like, <laughs> you. Was it him or was it Scarlet who called attention? Oh, no, it's uh, Leo. Leo. All right. Right. Because Scarlet, oh, we'll get through it during the match. Yeah. It's funnier with Scarlet. <laughs> oh, guys. Yeah, I mean. He said, uh, at least Brian Leo put it in a slightly better spin. Because mm-hmm. this is what Mike Madrigal is trying to do in social media. Yeah. Since someone called him ISIS, Brian Leo, right? You, thanks to you, I'm going to spoil Star Wars Episode 7. <laughs> because that was that time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> And before he could, Ralph Imobayashi comes in to save the day. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, had you been in his shoes, would you have done that? I, I don't think you were given a racial slur. I think he handled it properly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good on him, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean throwing a snit in the middle of the performance just would just ruin it even further for everybody. Yeah. Um, well, if it was mad, everybody would understand, but still, yeah, the, the show must go on. Yeah. And, uh, it's valuable. It's a valuable instinct as a performer to know the value of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if something like that happens, well, the show must go on. Well, keep in character. Right? Um, yeah. And this was, I think, yeah, Brian Lee would win in the championship again last, uh, next year. Oh, but yeah. here, after a really good match, he would lose it. I think it was proper. It's a fairy tale ending to Terminus. Yeah, but we thought. He was going to retain. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There was a heavy hand he was going to retain mainly because uh, Rafi Obayashi was an unknown quantity. An underdog. No, not, not just was, he was an underdog. Yeah. We already knew that. It was just that prior to this, he didn't talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, I don't know how, how good, how, I don't know the wisdom behind the gimmick, but he was given a half Japanese gimmick and he didn't talk. So, it wasn't exactly that he was. He had a huge connection with the crowd. Uh, yeah. At this point, not yet. Yeah. yeah. So, 
it felt like a throwaway at first because we knew so little about Rafi Mabayashi. And we would only know more after he'd win the championship. Yeah, but it was too late because the rain was cut short. Yeah. Which sucked because we were already getting behind him yeah, after he, he, he won. He was already coming into his own. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it was cut short for reasons. Yeah. For me, though, I think, yeah, as you said, this is the perfect ending for 2015. Yes. The good guy winning. Yeah, in fact, this was a very face-heavy show, a face-winning show, yeah. Because before that, it was uh, JDL Bombay winning. Mm -hmm. It was JDL winning, the main match. Um, Who else won? Chris Mm. Panzer winning. Chris Panzer winning. Um, the only real non-face uh, the re- only real face loss is Mark Dimanala I think yeah Apocalypse won over that yeah the Versosa Sandatong wasn't even a match and the machine was pretty show yeah well, at that point the machine's alignment was still hazy yeah, yeah hazy he was still like hey Mr. C's bodyguard yeah, yeah. it was pre-network uh, machine yeah. yeah but yeah uh, this is like where we're going back to MCS, mm. like the part I miss. Had Ralph won in MCS, I think the crowd would have went crazier. Probably, like, yeah. That's more likely because uh, you could like, make more noise in MCS. Like, you could this stomp is, around in MCS. This is our boy. He won. Yeah. And it's like, F the world. Yeah. Although I, I, I'm <laughs> not so sure because at that point, I'm I'm really not that convinced his fan base was that big. Yeah, not sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he would, the, what fan base was there would have made a lot of noise. Yeah, would have made a, yeah, a hell of a celebration, mainly because some of them would be drunk. And like, uh, like the previous episode, the previous chapter, mm-hmm. right? PWR Live Two. Mm-hmm. They alluded that Ralph might win because he Sonic Crossed everyone in the flush, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And posed with the belt. Yep, that was a good lead up, but it felt rust because. Remember who was absent from Renaissance onwards was Mayhem Brannigan. And we're going yeah. back to that again. With yeah. the absence of Mayhem in the main event picture, aside from Imabayashi, who did you think benefited from that? From Mayhem gap? not being there? Yeah. JDL. Which is like, okay, but he was already there, right? Yeah, he was already on the rise, but yeah, you accelerated the time. You accelerate the timetable because you've lost one, your, probably your most charismatic face. Uh, who else benefited? Panzer? Any, actually, any, all the faces in the roster benefited in a sense because uh, the clear number one face, the clear top face in terms of performance and and the charisma and promo was gone. Yeah. Right? And it left a gap where it was next man up. It was just a matter of determining who the next man was. They settled on Imabayashi. And Which it would work, yeah, as you said, but it got cut short, the rain. Actually, I'm not really sure what they're doing with Imabayashi right now. First, his rain gets cut short, then he gets... Losing streak. Yeah, he becomes uh, the third wheel in the... JDL versus Brian Leo for next year, right? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, feud. Then he starts becoming enhancement for new guys. But yeah, he, he remember he lost to Vlad Sinsik. Yeah, the the, the Tito Vlad. But I don't know. Um, since you missed the uh, event in Unilab, right? Yeah, 
he's now teaming up with Mahaba as a new World Tag Team. So I think, I, think I, mean, I saw that one. Was this the one you were gone in? Oh, no, wait. No, I was already there. Yeah, you were with me. I was already there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I already, I, I saw that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, which is, again, uh, it still I think does like not take away from the fact that I'm not really, uh, that probably Bayashi's narratively all over the place. Yeah, uh, it's like, <laughs> they need to get a handle on how he can be properly. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're trying to, you know, making it work now with him and Mahaba. Yeah. The chemistry is there already from the get-go. You yeah, yeah. It. It's big guy, little guy. Uh, Oni-chan. Yeah. That, that. And how they can spin that one now. Yeah, Oni-chan. Oh, God. Oh, that was genius. I'm not so sure. It's <laughs> felt awkward. <laughs> Awkwardly genius. Yeah. But yeah, um, as a closer for 2015, good, right? Yep. Yep. Good it guys ended, win. Ended properly. Uh, uh, it ended I think how it should if I if I had done it that's how it would have ended it yeah I mean this was a, Christ, a near Christmas families were watching like get, give the good guys their payoff yeah. it's like for Ralph he's like one of the younger mm. yeah it's a good roster and, members and yeah and it's good it shows that there's some commitment to youth development or to developing their new people uh, even if uh, the build-up was half-baked or it was or uh, because of certain yeah yeah in fact yeah the, the thing where he sonic crushes everybody stands victorious and that's usually a cue that you're going to lose the next match but no they yeah. stuck their guns and yeah, stuck nope, their guns and then, uh, he's winning yeah and which, is, which good. is good yeah, it's good I mean yeah props to PWR and ending 2015 like this yes uh, so any closing thoughts on 2015 in general aside from the ending because this is where we saw the shift from Cinema Square to the iAcademy era. I thought that this was this was the first half, I think, of PWR's uh, such a golden age or, or it, its peak. Peak, yeah. Its current peak so far. It's this one extending to perhaps the first half of next year of the of 2016. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, that's when things get weird creatively uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, creatively and yeah, there's just some things that felt lazy now. And but here, the, you could see that they were still trying. They were still they had ambitions to put on a mm-hmm. uh, hell of a promotion with, with great live shows and lively characters. And I think this was also before uh, their problems fully set in. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in the yeah half tangent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, this was. This was near the peak, the high point of PWR. Yeah. For me, yeah, from 2014, this is like, well, you haven't, yeah, the first MCS event, mm-hmm. it didn't even reach 100 people. Mm-hmm. From those 50 or 60 people on the audience to always a full house in MCS when it reached two floors yeah. to now to the I Academy where it got full house. Yes. It's just the nice progression of PWR reaching its peak, mm-hmm. as you said. And as one of a rest, as one of the wrestling fans in the Philippines, I was very bullish on the. Yes, I was also going. I was very happy. Uh, I, I had a lot of hopes, high hopes high for hopes. PWR. Yeah. Right now, all still, I still have high hopes because, yeah, we'll go to the off tangent segment. Uh, all right, all right. You take the lead because I already said my thoughts in the previous episode. Um, 
Yeah, you listen. I'll let you listen about, to that. Uh, well, um, the release, yeah. The release of... So the thing with Brian Leo is, is that he is their single best performer. He had everything. Yeah, At this point, right? At this point, At yeah, he had the moves. Even though I agree with Redrick Mahaba, at this point he was a bit self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah, he had way too many signatures. Yes. Was it really going to be the Styles Clash? Is it this this train thing? Yeah, whatever. But he was good enough in the ring uh, to be believable as a leader of a faction. Uh, he had the best, I think, merchandising potential. Although, I think the network would event would. The network too. I think there was him and the network had the best merchandising potential, and he had the most. He was the most charismatic guy there. The problem was, he was the top villain. In he was a top heel in a company that was already full of heels, and uh, I think that's why his loss will be blunted. Uh, eventually, they'll get over his loss, mainly because. It's a heel-heavy company, and he's a heel. So there's easily replaceable. He's yes. replaceable. As he's a replaceable top because they they have so many heels. If Brian Leo had been their top face, this would have been more devastating. I think Mayhem leaving was more devastating. Yeah. Because they need charismatic faces, which brings me to something I was talking about earlier. Uh, in their quest to find charismatic faces, they're resorting to cheap pops to. To, hey, it's 2016. Let's 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 get our freak flag flying and try to get cheers that way. Uh, and just why uh, I'm not too fond of the creative direction of PWR. Uh, late 2016. Yeah, late okay. 2016. After after everything, uh, after all these problems started surfacing, I'm not a big fan of uh, caricature characters. Yeah, and and yeah, no amount of saying it's 2016 makes it okay. It makes it creatively uh, fulfilling or makes it creatively beautiful. In fact, I, I found that it's 2016 reasoning condescending and uh, myopic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, now that, uh, that uh, 2016 is also coming to an end, Mm, it, I think it's fruitful to compare. Like at the end of 2015, PWR was riding high. Everything looked, the future looked bright and rosy. Very, very bright. Yeah. yeah. And now here, 2016, we don't even have a terminus. Because of what? Yeah, because of bad back mismanagement. Mismanagement. That's not the fault of the yes, yes. performers. That's yes. the fault of their. But the managers. thing is, the lead up. The shows prior to the terminus okay. that's not there, okay. they don't really inspire, in my opinion, much hope for, for twenty seventeen. Okay, yeah, because uh, who are your launch? You look at your launch pad. Who are your new faces coming up? Who's going to uh, going to be face of the company? Who's going to lead your roster? Like outside the usual uh, JDL, yeah, I mean, Sebastian now. And yeah, Maynax, so your your performance, your performing core, is just JDL. Uh, Main Max and Sebastian. Sebastian. Now, even it's just JDL and Sebastian, I think. Main Max. He's the PHX guy. He's a PHX guy, yeah, but I don't know what they're doing with. I mean, since kasi nag, well, nagpapadala sila sa crowd, eh. 
sa feelings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's harder to take him seriously now. Plus, again, any male performer you put in there with a female performer, uh, that intergender thing, the male performer is gaining nothing. He wins, he beat a girl. He loses, he lost to a girl. And uh, sure, we are narratively conditioned to see Crystal as a this badass chick. But will you believe your lying eyes? Put Crystal next to main Max. Okay. That has no business happening. Yeah. Again, that's they're searching for cheap pops. And that's a cheap pop. They're trying to get the girl, ultimate underdog against a guy in a match that ultimately does nothing for either. Because the girl, even if she wins, it's a sideshow. It, it looks like a sideshow. The guy, if he loses, wins, win or lose, he gains nothing. Or even loses because ah, he got beat by a girl. So these sort of creative decisions, I think, uh, set PWR back. I know that a lot of their people will disagree because, hey, it's 2016 and that, that condescending yes. mantra. Anyway, um, but in the end, I think there's hope. They can, you should, I think they should use the lack of Terminus this year as a reset point to reset their storylines, reset their characters, and come back with the more... With better thought out, a better thought out creative direction, better narratives, better characters. Yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah, let's go back to the end of 2015. Yeah. Cause, yeah, we were riding high. Yeah. So it's like the Royal Flush is trying to regroup after it lost its goal. Yeah. To Ralph Imobayashi, a mm. young up and comer guy who they never thought or yes. imagined would win against Ryan. Yeah. You, you could, like, he, he had, geez. he had Ed, the world at his feet because Ralph Imobayashi could have been the next big face. Yeah. And then we have a resurging JDL yes. who's trying to get back after mm. losing to a yeah. debuting network. Yeah. And on the sidelines, we have, yeah, the seeds of the Trabajadores, yes. who will yes. be our favorite, uh, mm. you know, guys who will job. But yeah. hey, look at them. Spirit animals. Spirit animals. Yeah. And then who else? Uh, yeah, actually, five, Crystal. She mm. was still five minutes, girl, but... Yeah, she was getting there. Yeah, we would never expect, as you said, to be competing. Yeah, actually, at that point, at that point, we, we were, were we were hoping for them to be Crystal versus Crystal versus Scarlet. Scarlet. That, that was the that was the, the match that would make the the PWR Women's Division that would pay it off, right? Yeah, because uh, that's like two women right now mm. that can anchor the women's division mm. in the future. Mm. And yeah, we have two titles, PHX, which mm. was I think. Being held at that time by Ken Warren, Ken who Warren? was having his America tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he would, he <laughs> would catch US a tour. lot of flack for that one. Yeah, oh, yeah. and then, um, yeah, the and then the PWR championship was, was rough in Bayashi's hands. So it's like a bad guy and a good guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's the it's like the HBK and the Bret Hart. Yes, yes. Oh my God! It it is the Bre- you know why? Mm. Uh, imagine this is like WWE early nineties. Yeah. Imabayashi's spread because yes. Leo has to drop it because he might be on the road. <laughs> like Hogan. <laughs> or he's getting heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, but everything was positioned well at the end of well, 2015. Uh, yeah. Let's position it right now because this is also going to be our year-ender for 2016. Right now, we also have two women's comp- competitors right now because Scarlett left. We have Crystal who's... Yeah. 
kicking some ass with the boys, mm-hmm. and also Robin, who's also kicking ass with the boys. Um, um, the thing is, though, they're both good girls. They're both baby faces. Yeah. Something has to give. If they really want to anchor the women's division, say, they need a good heel. Hey, and they need a heel. <laughs> don't you think it's about damn time for Crystal to turn heel? Because she has that killer instinct with her to be a that. That's the problem, though. They gave her an opportunity to do it, and they and they whiffed it. Oh yeah, when May Max shook hands with. No, no. Oh, okay. When she was invited to join Flush, and she she turned it down. Yeah, okay. Because she was a strong, independent woman. Yeah. Go figure. Unless anyway, it would be a swerve by 2017. Let's maybe, maybe because you could reset because you know you don't no, have a year ender. You could like reboot your season. And mm. let's compare the gooder, uh, the better parts of 2016. Mm. As we said, at the end of 2015, there were only two tag teams. Right now, we had Mad and Vlad. Mm-hmm. So the Kupal connection. Yes, <laughs> we have the returning fighters for hire. Ah, finally, yeah, yeah. And what else? We have the Trabajadores or something. Well, yeah. Huh? The for Yung May Forever na tag team. So whoever who was it? Whoever those people are in those masks. We will never know who the Trabajadores are, but we know they have a council that is secret. Okay, okay. Okay, uh let's go okay, Yeah, the now. twins. Yeah, the twi- uh, we have the twins. Yeah. yeah. Uh who else? We have the returning beer prom D. Yes. That's wow. five teams. And the Got six the teams. Back. Yeah. M, T, and H. Ang mahabang ng hapon. Ah, okay. The, uh, uh, that, that I'm not. The Jerry show. Uh, I mean, the Jerry KO right now of PWR in terms of star power in a duo. I, I suppose. You're supposed just, to. I'm just not that enthusiastic about it. Okay. Yeah. I see because it as... for me, Imabayashi works well as a solo performer. Yeah, but for me, it's like they need to rejuvenate him first. And it's a good pairing for him to fend, yeah. feed off the Actually, energy the, of Mahaba. Yeah, it, it feels less like Jerry KO and more like Y2AJ. Y2AJ. Oh, they needed yeah. Y2J for <laughs> just to, AJ. Okay, yeah, just okay. to bump AJ up. Yeah. Which is good because... Yeah. He is now in the Sandata curve of push. Yes, yes. As much as we want to say that's Nintendo's new outlet because Nintendo finally got a win to not Mayhem Brannigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To <laughs> not yeah, Mayhem. To, to Baby Mayhem. Yeah. See, the legacy of Mayhem lives on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, semi-anarch with a mask. Here we go. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, um, we we heard your thoughts on Brian mm-hmm. Leo. We heard your thoughts on 2016. Um, as, yeah, I have. I'm a bit more of a counter of what you said, like the women versus men. I think they're trying to cater to the lucha underground kind of guys who see sexy star against Johnny Mundo, mm-hmm. or like yeah, intergender. But I understand what you're where you're going from, because okay, you're gonna have. Crystal versus PV Part 2. Mm. Which was good as well. You saw it, right? Because I... Yet again, we see PV can work with anyone. Yeah. And Crystal is improving and improving and improving. But the problem is, yeah. Crystal wins. She gets over. PV... Dude, you got beaten by a girl. Yeah. I know this is 2016 and it's going to be 2017. But there's still that notion. The machismo... In the society that says, at the end of the day, PV, 
dude, Acha kicked your ass. Yeah. And it's it's not just machismo. It's again, look look at your lying eyes. <laughs> look through your look through your lying eyes. Put PV next to Crystal. Yeah. But I mean that that has no business happening. And even even Lucha Under Lucha Underground, I think, gets away with it. Because it's... their format is very, very soap opera-ish. Okay. Uh sexy stars wearing a mask, I think, right? Yeah, 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 she's sexy. wearing a mask, right? And uh, Johnny Mundo. Basically, these are out of this world characters. So you right. sort of get away with it in a comic book sense. Uh, the same comic book where an over muscled Wonder Woman can sort of hang with the boys. You know? yeah. So you you have that environment wherein it all seems so fantastical. But PWR doesn't have that. Okay, so yeah. like the setting. Yeah. I mean, you can admire the fact they're trying yeah. to push it there, yeah. but. It's not gonna work with Here, much, yeah. Like here's that. another factor. Uh, Lucha Underground is primarily meant to be consumed on TV. Okay. That's why they shoot it that way. That's why it looks that way. That's why it's graded that way. PWR is not. Uh, it it's more visceral in a live show. Okay. You in a live show you you don't have as much room to suspend disbelief. You cannot create recreate that fantastical sort of aura that allows. Uh, Lucha Underground to get crazy with their booking. So the intergender can yeah. be get in the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't think PWR has the the proper environment to try to emulate Lucha Underground. Okay. Especially in booking wise. Then, yeah, I was just trying to say like I see why they want to push it. Yeah. Because yeah. they want to yeah, it, it's, it's it's easy it's easy cheers. It's easy cheers. Uh, okay. For me it's like yeah, anyone can be in the ring, but at the same time, it yeah, like you said, right? Mm. Men versus women, okay, but mm. think of what's gonna happen. The uh, mm. what's that? The repercussions of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the good and the bad. Mm. Um, so we're gonna. F- how about Martivo? Uh, it's, me, it's a caricature. Okay, yeah. For me, I enjoy it, but I I, I, I did. I, I see people enjoying it the same way people used to enjoy the Bakla versus Onano basketball matches in the provincial fairs. But I don't think it's a long That long-term. exists? Yes, that exists. Okay. Or how they enjoy the, the, the gay prisoners doing the synchronized dancing in prison. You know? okay. Yeah, but uh, it, it's nothing you could hang your hat on long term. Okay, so eventually when all the... When all the how do you call this? The... The shock factor wears oh, off, or the novelty—not the shock factor. The novelty wears off. It's just where do you go from there? Yeah, it's it's okay. He's a no. Anyway, uh, so anyway, so guys, don't forget if you want to help us unsuck production-wise, you can. Thanks to MGT Studios, but now MGT Sound and Score. Score. We can never be here forever because logistics-wise. So we need to do this at the comfort of our own homes next time. <laughs> so you can hit us up on patreon.com slash channel 14. We also have a YouTube. Yeah, YouTube at channel 14. Subscribe to us there. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CH14. We have a Google Plus, John. I'm not even following that because I can't find it. <sighs> and take care. Spike your hair, guys. And if you reach this part, this is the off-tangent segment. So, 
Well, didn't we just finish the off-tangent segment? Mm-hmm.